Welcome back to Relatively Damaged by Damaged Parents. Today we have Monique Tunin with us. She is a dream life alchemist. She walks her talk and because she lives out her own dream life as a digital nomad who travels the world with her dog spirit, she is the person to talk to when life gets stressed and busy. Usually she's hired by entrepreneurs who feel like it's time to get real about their dream life and crushing their business with less pressure and effort. She leads worldwide private retreats small group VIP nature retreats, and custom VIP one days to help teach her clients how to create their dream life. Hey everyone, Angela Talent here, host of the Relatively Damaged podcast. I'm the author of Poems from a Lost Soul by Angela Talent. As you may know, Cicero once said, a room without books is like a body without a soul. Well, I say a soul without poetry hasn't lived. Buy my book on Amazon, Poems from a Lost Soul by Angela Talent. Do you feel like a meditation failure? I know I did until I tried the iOS Breath and Heart app put together by the good people over at the Institute for Applied Meditation. I kept hearing about the benefits of meditation and was frustrated because I just couldn't sit there noticing my breath for any length of time. Thank goodness there's more than one type of meditation. I'm so glad this worked for me. Will it work for you? I don't know. Download the app and try it out. Breath and Heart from I Am Heart. Welcome to the show, Monique. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you're here to talk about a struggle. And I'm thinking most of your clients have struggle. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Most of the time, the same as, as I had before I was stepping into my own greatness, as I mm-hmm. call it. Yeah, I'm thinking, what courage did that take for you? Well, actually, it was like, it wasn't like this big story. It, for me, it was very, very practical because I've noticed that I neglected myself especially my energy, my body, my emotion. And I was just working like an idiot. I mean, I started my career off like, well, working like 110, sometimes 120 hours a week. And that was the norm for me, right? So basically you could say, I was married to my job or to my work. And after my divorce, I didn't have any energy anymore. I couldn't think straight anymore. I was exhausted. It felt like I I fell into a well, black hole mm-hmm. that I covered up with work. I used to cover this up with work. And I remember after I had panic attacks in the night, like I was stung by a wasp and like hyperventilating, didn't know, well, it, it was, it felt like a very emotional breakdown actually, but it was also a, a spiritual awakening for me. Yeah. Okay, so similar, would you say similar to like a dark night of the soul? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 
And this lasted like for three months, like I was overwhelmed with grief, with pain, with emotional pain. I didn't understand why my husband wanted to force me. I didn't understand why I was in this situation. I, we, well, and my ex-partner and I had big dreams. And now also my dream was shattered. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I couldn't do it without him. So recalibrating my own dream, what suited me and integrating like what I emotionally neglected and taking care of myself. That was I didn't know how to do that. Now, I, is this before the chemotherapy? Yes. That was OK, before, so before. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you're yeah. talking. Like, this is just the emotional pain of neglecting yourself for many, many years. Yes. For whatever reason, now you've got your husband. He does not want the relationship anymore. And you're just devastated. Yes. And I was like, well, now what? You know, I was like, I felt like lost in the desert. And I couldn't think straight because I was so overwhelmed with my emotional pain with grief with anxiety and I was like well I don't know how to how to move forward and so this lasted for like two years I took bold actions I mean I started to I made the decision to step into a new space because I had the evidence that what I did in the past didn't work out. At least mm. I, I never wanted to divorce my ex-husband. But yeah, you cannot like, how do you say, force someone to love you, right? Oh, right. That's, that's not possible. So I was like, well, yeah, I have to take it whether I like it or not, right? But in truth, it was that I didn't love myself my ambition in work and getting to a stage that I had this recognition from outside that I made it like the the social and the the society so the society was saying you made it as far as like all the exterior things but on the inside it didn't appear it did not feel to be the case no 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 You're saying this took like two years and I'm wondering during that two years, did you continue working? How did you keep participating in life? I mean, it sounded like for three months you were in bed, but how after that, like, how did you do that? Yeah, well, I kept up the appearance because I I had a job, a full-time job. And, but I also started my own business in the evening hours. So It was quite busy, as you can imagine, but I went to work and had every day a breakdown in when I came home, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I I kept doing it. And I actually announced at my work that I would like to, because they were in a transition. So people had to get out. And I said, well, if, if there's an opportunity, I would like to say goodbye and start my own business full time. Now I did it part time. And so that was before my husband announced the divorce. So I had like 
some kind of security of my husband as as my backup and then the backup fell down as well so i was like well what the heck i cannot re reverse what i said on my on my work so i was like i go with the flow and i needed to work until 2016 and i was announced that i could leave but yeah, and now I was like, yeah, I don't know how. That must have been terrifying. So you've got, I mean, you already said you're going to quit. And then your husband said, and, and do your own thing. Then on top of it, your husband's divorcing you and you don't feel like you can go back. And now, I mean, I'm thinking of, I, it, one of my daughters just had a breakup and as she's going to work, tears are coming down her face and she's having to excuse herself to go to the bathroom. And I'm thinking, similar things were probably happening to you and how did you I mean I guess you just felt through it maybe or how did you make it through that yeah well you know what I thought to do and what I acknowledged for myself was that I didn't know what gave me energy what was fun for me to do I always executed all the things that need to be done for my work, but I didn't know how to fill up my cup. I didn't know. And I would, didn't, would you, I didn't yeah, notice either. Like, yeah, I'm wondering as you say that, would you say that's like you knew how to fill up on what society said needed to be done, but you didn't know how to reinvigorate or refresh your soul no. so that you could have that energy, right? No. That's what you're yes. talking about? Yes. Yeah, and I was driven, I mean, by my purpose and wanting to help people, but it was, it was too much of work. So I didn't have the time or I didn't allow myself the time to reconnect, to relax. Relaxing was very, very difficult for me. Stepping back from my business or work was very, very hard for me. I wanted to be, well, I... Being in the red race felt safe for me. Ooh, and after okay. my divorce, I was not sure. Well, actually, I was sure that the red race wouldn't help me anymore because mm -hmm. I, I, I couldn't cope with it anymore. The pace was way too fast mm -hmm. and my energy couldn't well, live up to that. Right. Right. So you make it through this struggle, you start taking care of yourself. And then it sounds like you've, I mean, you had to have chemotherapy. So I'm thinking cancer showed yeah. up somewhere along the way. Yes. Yeah. So in the two years, I started to figure out what gave me energy. What, what do I like to do? And I, I reacted on impulses that came up. I, that, that, that's what I did the first year. So I went horse riding I did salsa lessons all kind of things that out of my comfort zone which I never did before just to figure out okay do I like this do I get energy from this all the things then the next year I started to travel I booked nine international well vacations to figure out how because traveling is one of the things that gives me a lot of energy so and so it was like in 2017, I did those, those trips. And every time I came back, I was like, well, what am I going to do right now? Because I was, 
I had a sabbatical year for my work before I was entirely dismissed and fired, actually. So into, and I bought a new house because I had to wait because of the, the divorce papers to buy a new house. And that house made me actually financially free mm. in, in 2021. But before that, in 2020, I was just, I just revamped my rent, my business, and I started my a new business with a new name and that was beginning the end of February and in 2020 and in March COVID hit the world right, right? so I was like wow man I mean how can you be <laughs> be disencouraged right you finally right. get the things up again and then in July, I felt a lump in my breast, in my right breast. And yeah, in like three days, that was on a Friday. And on Tuesday, I was diagnosed with a triple negative breast cancer, which is a very fast growing cancer. So I needed to act fast. And well, in three weeks time, um, I was on chemo. They call mm-hmm. it the red devil. And not, I mean, the name says it all. It's absolutely horrifying. Um, like the feeling that you get when they give it to you? Not only that, but the, the side effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get chemo, you lose like 60% of your energy. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very, very careful what kind of activities you have energy for hence my topic is energy and people don't know because people are like yeah you know as long as i have the energy i can do everything but that's the point until you don't have energy so i'm very knowledgeable and also by experience to go back what is truly, truly important. And it's also all about your mindset because I think I healed myself because if you, if you have chemo, that's one part, that's your, just your physical body, right? But if you don't know how to heal yourself in the emotional part, you're gonna get the, the cancer back or you're gonna get sick again in any mm-hmm. way, shape or form, right? So instead of like, oh my God, and I'm gonna be honest, of course I thought, oh my God, am I going to survive this? Because I know that a lot of people die on cancer, although people, also people survive. But you know, I was like, well, maybe in six months, I'm, I'm not here anymore. Mm. That was also an outcome. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so you're looking at the different outcomes and one of them was, well, I might not be here in six months. Maybe another one was, I will make it through this. Yeah. So, but there, how... Did you, did you cut, I want to, I call it like, hey, did you grab onto that thought of I might not be here in six months? And if you did, how did it help you get to where you are now? Because I thought... 
as a coach, I'm a certified counselor and a, a master NLP. And I did many, I mean, I, do, I am a coach and a counselor. So I knew that if I give in to this idea that I might not be here in six months, I'm going to, well, that will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I felt like, well, practice what you preach. I advise my clients all the time, well, see the benefit of all and see it as a challenge, stay positive. But for me, and of course, I did all that. I was very practical and positive, but also I still didn't learn how to make friends with my body. And as we all know, your experiences and your pain are in your body. They're not in your head. They're not in your heart. They're in your body. They are in your cells. So I didn't still, well, in a profound way, at least, how to make friends with my body. And that's what mm -hmm. I learned. But also by making choices. I mean, 40% of energy, that's less than half as you have in a normal state. Well, I had to make the choice. Do I cook for myself? Do I clean the house? Or am I going to get groceries and, and, and cook for, oh no, oh yeah, do I cook for myself and, and get groceries? Or do I order something and fill up my cup by ordering something that I really liked? Mm. So uh, you were having to make a decision between every what's going to fill, even every, with food. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's going to fill me up? Yes. What's going to take it away? Every Oof. single day. Every single day. You, even as we're talking about this, I'm thinking we all do that every single day. We just, most of us don't even think about it. Well, that's the automatic, automatic pilot we all grew up with. So my automatic pilot was disrupted by not having the energy. So, so choosing quality and making quality decisions, that's where it starts to compound. Mm. And the good news is before I ended my chemo, I had 100% remission, which means there's no tumor anymore. They only have to get out the marker in my breast, which they do because they put it in into the tumor when you start chemo. And it's to check, they always have to operate you and it's to check if there's truly no tumor anymore because there, there can be one or 2% difference between the MRI and the real thing. Right, so, so the marker they put in to see it, and it attaches to the cancer cells, right? Exactly. Yes. It's within the tumor. So they always can check, okay, here was the tumor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a marker. It's yeah. A, so that it, they can see it. Exactly. On the, yes. on the exams. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And, okay. and also the proof, the proof when they open you up that they only see the marker. And when I was operated a month later, the surgeon told me that there were no, there was nothing to see. And even on the, the scar tissue, there was no, well, how they say, like, even there's no hair that any seeds. They didn't find cancer. any signs. No, 
no, nothing. Fantastic. No. So yes. you attribute a lot of this then to really healing your energy, it sounds like. So not only doing the chemo, but also at the same time, taking the opportunity to heal yourself on an emotional level, which as you yeah. said, we think in some ways, or most of society, I think, thinks that the emotions are in our, our heads yes. and you're saying absolutely not. They are scattered throughout our bodies. Yes, absolutely. So that's why when you encounter a situation which reminds you with your senses, because your senses are your adapters, are your, are your, uh, that's how you sense something and that will store in your, in your body because we are like, I think 95% we are water. So the cells are, the experiences are in our cells. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so, jokingly, like what came to me when you said we're 99% water and then with quantum physics, what came to mind for me, you may have seen me get a little smile, yes. is that even 100% of us is energy. Yes. Like at the very core, if you dig yes. deep down into those cells, yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are, we yeah. are. Yeah, so, so when you encounter a situation which you have experienced in the past, you feel this this, oh, I feel the same. Oh my God, this sounds really like the same thing that would happen. And what we often do, we create scenarios in our head, right? So before it's, it's, it's just a seed, the ex, the, the, what you experience is just a seed. And then you start like, oh, like for instance, when I, I feel something in my breast, I'm like, oh no, not cancer again. Right. And so and the first have, story that comes up yeah. for you is, oh my gosh, there's cancer again. Exactly. So in, which, in, which is related to the past. Right. Right. But, yes. But we have an opportunity to neutralize it mm -hmm. and say, wait a minute. Do I have evidence of today? Am I, did I check it? No. So let's extend the reaction here for a bit yeah and expand your your consciousness around it because that's actually what you're doing if you want to grow and and get uncomfortable with the comfortable right because the comfortable is oh okay i'm, I'm going to have cancer and while it's a human reaction you don't facilitate yourself by getting crazy around it because yeah. you don't have and that's also about having the faith in your body checking it and have faith because the first time i felt something it was like months ago and then i had this urge at one time i felt in my opinion another lump Right. Uh, mm -hmm. But instead of creating the whole story, just calm yourself down with another story and neutralize it. Yes. And I have a question because I'm thinking that some people will probably say to themselves, 
what are you talking about when I feel that? That's not my comfort zone. But I think what you're saying is that's the story you already know. So because that's the story you already know, it's a comfortable story, even though it's uncomfortable. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Oh, I had never thought of it. I think I know I have done that where I have taken something and decided I knew what it meant now. And I was very wrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, that, that well, that's what I'm saying. I remember one time, and this is maybe something better to, well, at least more positive. I remember I went to Morocco and I love Moroccan f- food, right? They have harira soup in Morocco. And I love that. So we went with my then boyfriend, we went to a a restaurant and I ordered harira soup. And I tried it and I was like, well, no, that's not a great way how they created it or how how they made it. So after a few days, we go to another restaurant and I, I ordered another harira soup. And my then boyfriend said to me, well, you did like it the last time. Why do you order it again? I said, well, we are in a different restaurant. They probably going to prepare it in a different way. So I'm going to try again. Right. And I tried the Harira soup and it was delicious. So, and that's the same with experiences and it's the same with how you approach every situation because mm-hmm. there are so many pebbles like in, in environment all the things that you have to create a new experience right oh so true okay what would be the top three tools or tips that if somebody's going through a struggle right now or maybe they're just out of it enough to listen to the podcast because I think sometimes at the very beginning you can't listen to to what feels like rainbows and butterflies you know what I'm saying yep absolutely <laughs> yep yeah 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 but so well, what are those top three things you would say do this or try this well if you are emotionally overwhelmed I would say the first thing and I, this is this is very basic and maybe too simple to to understand but what I did when I had these panic attacks I didn't think of breathing because breathing is is very profound if you inhale very deeply three times and exhale through your mouth in through your nose exhale through your mouth is very profound but if you are in a panic you forget about it drink water Drink water is something, yeah, yeah. But if you are overwhelmed and you drink a glass of water, because it's almost the same as breathing, because mm. you have to stop, like when you're drinking, you cannot breathe. You have to stop your, your breathing, right? Oh, yeah, that's a natural, excuse me. I never thought about that. That's a natural way to slow down that breathing. Exactly, yes, exactly. So the first thing is drink water. like a whole glass in one zip, right? The second one is breathing. It's it's your SOS. You always have it with you. It's just, you have to remind yourself to it. Yeah. 
And, and then third one is, if you don't know what fills your cup, try, try, try different things. Do things you, don't, you normally don't do. Because if you start to do things you normally don't do, you gain self-confidence as well. Because mm -hmm. happiness is progress. If you're feeling you're exploring new things and you are trying to find things that fill up your cup, it will excite you. And as soon mm -hmm. as it excites you, it starts to fill up your cup. So getting out of the dark, out of the... And it's good to do shadow work and it's good to do, to, to see how do you manage your energy, but that's something for later. That's why mm -hmm. I believe that, but those are the three first steps. If you are feeling stressed, emotional, overwhelmed, if you are, well, yeah. spinning, yeah. spinning around over and over again, those are the, the three tips I would like to share. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is Monique Tunin. She's the dream life alchemist and you can find her on Facebook and what other social medias are you on? I am on Facebook and, and LinkedIn is actually okay. the main, main social media. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. We'll look for her there and her information will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. You're most welcome. Hey everyone, Angela Talent here, host of the Relatively Damaged Podcast. I'm the author of Poems from a Lost Soul by Angela Talent. As you may know, Cicero once said, a room without books is like a body without a soul. Well, I say a soul without poetry hasn't lived. Buy my book on Amazon, Poems from a Lost Soul by Angela Talent. Do you feel like a meditation failure? I know I did until I tried the iOS Breath and Heart app put together by the good people over at the Institute for Applied Meditation. I kept hearing about the benefits of meditation and was frustrated because I just couldn't sit there noticing my breath for any length of time. Thank goodness there's more than one type of meditation. I'm so glad this worked for me. Will it work for you? I don't know. Download the app and try it out. Breath and Heart from I Am Heart. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Relatively Damaged by Damaged Parents. We really enjoyed talking to Monique about how she learned to find her energy. We especially liked when she spoke about when panicking, drink a full glass of water because it helps slow down your breathing. Tonight with other damaged people, connect with us on Instagram, look for damaged parents. We'll be here next week, still relatively damaged. See you then.